For all the Fandanglers out there who know that the heart and soul of Retro Fandango is all about truth and honesty. It's all about being real and brave. That's Retro Fandango. That's Retro Fandango. When it's Android over iPhone and you can keep your stupid amiibo and always bashing on Nintendo. That's Retro Fandango. That's Retro Fandango. Thanks, Retro Fandango. Hello. Hello, hello. Hey. I'm just uh, sending Dean his uh, birthday tweet right now. Oh, that's nice. Happy birthday, Dean. Several days late when you hear this. When he hears this. Do you want me to read you what I'm going to tweet? Oh, absolutely. Says a happy birthday goes to Round Two Gaming, who once built us a set of mighty online forms, so our community may grow and share. Oh, I gotta fix this so that one day we can have something to ignore with our shiny new phone apps. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta fix this. Though. I was waiting for the punchline. Oh well, I'll I'll fix it after the show and then send him send it. I got too That's many right. shows in there. Priorities. Right. Fandango first. Yeah. Well, I mean, come on. That, that should be rule number one. Fandango first. Fandango eight. first. It really is, man. When we get the... Fandango first. No promises. Yes. And... Uh, screw the community. Screw the community. <laughs> you got it, man. <laughs> screw the community. Oh, hey, boy. That, that's STC right there. <laughs> screw the community. Yeah. That's right. They, uh, they're they very anti-community over there. Unless they want something for, from you. And they're very oh. pro. Yeah. They know how to play the game. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. uh, you got everything open? You ready to go? Yeah, I got everything. I'm I'm distracted though. I was just flipping through the Twitter, and uh, have you heard of this movie, The Happy Time Murders? Yes. Like puppet Muppet movie. Yeah. That looks terrible. Yeah. Well, apparently Josh. That's Ger- what I'm looking frantic? at. Frantic. Yeah, just uh, one and a half star review. It's gonna be found on Letterboxd. Mm. It looked like garbage, so I'm glad uh, I. Well, my, my diagnosis was correct. Pretty much anything with Melissa McCarthy seems to be box office poison lately. She seems to be uh, taking on a lot. Well, she's a big name now, so the offers come in, the money comes in. Yeah, it also happens to uh, a lot of uh, people in Hollywood who have been at it for a long time, and they get that. Um, you know, they've been working hard in Hollywood for like 20 years. And then they finally do something that just strikes, that hits with everybody, which was probably the Bridesmaids mm-hmm. movie. And then the offers just start coming in. And you've been saying yes for so long, it's hard to say to get to a point where now you say, no, I don't want to do Because you just remember all those times where you struggled as an actor or director or whatever. And to get to this point where people actually want you, instead of you trying to get into projects, people actually want you into projects. So, yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's still a job, you know. Yeah. It, it, people like to fantasize about the the art and the majesty of, of acting and stuff, but people got to make a living. Oh yeah. And they they gotta 
gonna pay those bills yeah. now they, they get some pretty impressive salaries but when they start buying mansions and living that fancy lifestyle they got to keep up so. yeah i was watching this thing on on michael bay and it actually it changed my opinion of that guy i just thought that guy was just you know just a hack just whatever the studio says you know i'll do whatever and that is true he does do that but his uh apparently his per- perception is or his like he doesn't he doesn't direct uh as a way to convey his art it's he's not like you know how they've kind of built directors up to be where you have a mm. vision and you're making a film and this is a director's vision that does happen a lot but when you think back to like the first early days of Hollywood the studios made all the decisions they were the ones that were deciding which movies to make here are the scripts this is how it's going to be done and the director was the guy hired to give give them a budget and you're the one that's going to figure out how to make this movie with this budget and that's right, it. Right, because you you watch any old film, and you know nowadays director gets the final credit. Yeah, it's their film, but it was always the producer before. Right, yeah, because they were the ones that were making decisions. They were the ones that held the money, and yep. it's kind of it's kind of flipped because I think because of all these art house movies and all that, these smaller well, that, movies where the director. If you listen, yeah, you listen to a lot of the stories about um, like Star Wars and stuff. You watch a lot of the documentaries on those. And they talk a lot about the the switchover in the 70s uh, of when a lot of the 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 owners of the studios, the people behind the movies were retiring and, and the, the studios were switching hands. And then suddenly it was becoming more of a business, you yeah. know, like, uh, let's just get people in here to make some money. Uh, but the people who were taking over didn't know what to do. So they, they put a lot more faith into the directors, into yeah. the filmmakers, into the people coming out of film school. And that's why... You know Spielberg and Coppola and a lot of them, they got their big breaks just because they needed people. So they turned to these uh, these art students, these mm. film students, and said, "Hey, go go go, make us some money." Yeah. Well, and uh, basically, what so the way Michael Bay looks at these movie, these Transformers movies in particular, is um, he doesn't see them as a Michael Bay film. He doesn't see them as his vision or anything like that. He just sees it as he got paid by the studio to make a Transformers movie. Here's the budget. Go go make us this movie. And he makes a movie to appease the studio. That's it. That's his, yeah. <laughs> you know. And I'm kind of like, well, that, that does make sense. He gets a lot of crap for making these movies, but he's really just making what the studio wants. And people go see them for some stupid reason, yeah. you know. Yeah, by that logic, it's, it's no different than... Um the the resellers of the gaming community and you know kind of what uh derek and and chris are kind of trying to break the stigma of that of we're we're giving people what they want you know we're finding these products and they're saying you want it here it is yeah (laughs) all right i get a little money out of it yeah yeah totally i i and yeah i I totally respect that um it's just when it gets to the point where you start where they start scalping like they're buying up all the new new products so that people yeah. can't get to it. That's that's where it gets shady for me. But yeah. yeah, going like putting in the way I look at it, you're putting in the time to go and go to all these yard sales, go to uh, the, these thrift stores and all that. That's work, man. I've done it. It's it's not fun. And uh, yeah, a finder's fee. Yeah, you know. So I totally get that. But anyways, by the way, apologies to Chris Roberts. I don't know how this happened, but I looked at my phone and I I, I unfollowed him on Twitter. 
somehow. Somehow. Well, I don't. I don't know. I. I. There was a tweet that uh, I. I put out, and it had a bunch of uh, likes. So you know, you click on the the thing to see who liked the the tweet, right? Like, who are all these people? Who are all these fine people that liked my tweet? Or it was a tweet that I was um, uh, tagged on, or something like that. And I was following everybody in there except for Chris Roberts. There was just a ghost behind the follow. I'm like, how did how did that happen? So sorry, dude. And then uh, he unfollowed me back because I I don't know. I guess he thought I was upset with him or something. I don't know, but I, I really wasn't. So I don't know. We're following each other now again. I I like Chris Roberts. I like him on that show. I've said it a, a million times. I actually went and I looked at my uh, Twitter, the people who I'm following on Twitter right now, and I like everybody in there. So if you follow me on Twitter, and I follow you back, and you, one day you notice that I, I've unfollowed you. It's totally unintentional. So, let me know. If I unfollow you, it's probably intentional. Well, yeah. Because I've well, been doing that a lot lately. Well, of course, you. Yeah. But just let, just let me know. Just let me know. Streamline the Twitter. Like, I wish Chris would have just let me know that uh, I, I unfollowed him. Just say, hey, what's up? What's up with he this? He probably just didn't care. Or he didn't care. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I think I've noticed that sometimes there are people that for some reason uh, I I wasn't following. I don't know if I just never clicked it or because a lot of times, you know, things get retweeted. So you see people in your feed all the time. Yeah. And you just kind of assume that, that, that you're following there. Yeah. Yeah. Especially someone that you have a lot of uh, combined. You share a lot of friends with because your stuff just shows up in your in, in the feed all the time. So it's not like as if his presence was gone and I was like, well, what happened to Chris Roberts? He was there all the time. I saw all of his stuff his, uh, that he tweeted about the Q-Dogs and all that. So I don't know. Just weird. Weird how that happened. Anyways. All right. Yeah, yeah 92. Episode yeah. 92 of Retro Fandango. Woo! Doing a regular Fandango. Yeah. Not that film dango garbage that nobody likes. Hey, that was a fun episode, man. I liked it. It was. Yeah. It was. I listened back to it and I was like, that was good times. You know what? I'm actually excited for the next one though. I want to try to get these movies in nice and early so that there's no hesitation, no delay. A couple of weeks we can bang out another one. All right. So I best I best get watching is what you're saying. Exactly. Well, we got a couple of weeks. We got time. All right. Well, you want to talk about the comments from episode 91? We got a lot of comments. Man. Yeah, and I really liked these uh, uh, comments. They, they had to do with meaningful stuff, you know, stuff that, that it, it, conversation builders, you know? Gotcha. Sometimes you get a comment, like, hey, good show, like this, da, 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 da. Yeah, There's who, not a whole lot you can. Yeah. Who, who wants compliments? You're right. Yeah, don't compliment yeah, us. I want something that we can. Something that helps build the conversation. Bring you know, the compliments flows. on. It's all good. Don't listen to him. Right. Don't listen to Grumpy Vox. Okay. I'm not grumpy because I had a lot of these directed at me this time. Mm-hmm. Usually it's everyone just ignores me and then says, oh, Kevin this, Kevin that, da, 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 da. I'm in the spotlight for these well, comments. Just wait for the comments. Just wait for the comments Stand for episode back. 92 because it's all going to be hate on me. Oh, I, yeah. I got that some, already started. I got some God of I War talk. I got still some of that on Twitter already. Yeah, it's going to spill over into this show. Regarding my boob tube. Yes. We talked about my old TV last time, and uh, Eric, the mighty Q-Dog, chimed in right away with uh, some techno jargon 
uh, he, he's fancy on all this stuff. And he was telling me about the frequencies between Japan and, and the U.S. and this and that. And how you got to switch the channels. For example, if you have a Famicom and you try to use it in the U.S., you got to go to channel 95, channel yeah. 96, crazy like that, yep. instead of your standard two or three. Uh, and I think he's on to something there. In fact, I know he is because i, I got to jump around here. Um, he's basically telling me that I should be using the VHF, uh, using channels under 12. And there was some other little doodads on the TV for adjusting things. And he was giving me some really good advice uh, on what I should try to get the TV up and running. Now, I was doing most of those things from the get-go, but I was using... Um, a few different cables. Uh, I was using uh, an American RF adapter. For some reason, I think I gotten rid of all of my uh, my Japanese ones, and um, I was trying just using regular uh, antenna cables, hooking up my laser disc and stuff to the TV. Nothing was working. So uh, just on a whim, I thought I'd head up to the the store, the secondhand shop, where they got all the little cables and connectors and systems and all that stuff and i really didn't even know what i was looking for because nothing i had seemed to be working i just thought maybe this will spark some motivation if i go up there i'll find like the magic cable and i did i actually did find the exact cable that i needed uh i have um i got rid of my original famicom and i have uh what is called the twin famicom mm -hmm. uh, it was made by sharp it's got the disk drive and the the cartridge slot right so I've been using that, and it has the uh, composite cables. So I normally hook it up that way, but it also has uh, this one switch called an RF com converter, I think it was called. Okay. Uh, but it's not your standard RF input. It has a plug that has about like nine different pins. Uh, it's You also see this on the back of a Sega Genesis. Mm. Uh, I'm not sure if anyone uses them, but... Um, I've never seen that cable, but it has this weird nine pin, I think it's nine, maybe 10 pin plug, but there's also one composite cable for video. So it has the one yellow cable plus that nine pin thing. Okay. I never even noticed this, but anyway, I got it, brought it back home, plugged it in the system, plugged it into the back of the TV, was flipping it around, going through the channels, adjusting frequency, and suddenly I could hear it. I, I got very distinct audio coming right. out of the television. It was still all static, yeah. but I'm, I'm getting audio. So every channel has a little, little knob where you can dial the frequency up and down. Yeah. And I'm doing that, and suddenly I get really clear audio, like perfectly crystal clear, Yeah. as crystal clear as an RF signal can be. It was mm. like spot on. So I'm getting the sound, uh, but I'm not getting any picture. And I'm messing around with it more and more, and... I'm even flipping through the channels and I can get sound on every channel, like one through 12. Huh. I'm getting sound. Sometimes it's a little staticky, but it's coming through. Um, play around with it a little bit more. And finally, I start to get a little bit of picture also. But the screen is all zigzaggy. It's like um, going in diagonals. Yeah. And the picture is so distorted that you can't tell what's what. Right. So I'm messing around with it. I'm, I'm definitely getting a signal through. And after a while, I'm moving cables, twisting this, flipping that around. You know how on old TVs, when you wanted to get a signal, you had to pick up the antenna sometimes and yeah. move it around the room and hold oh, yeah. it over your head and shorten them and lengthen them and all that? 
I'm basically doing that with the cables and I'm moving it around and eventually the picture just comes right through and, and I see Kirby. I see hmm. the adventures of Kirby coming on. I'm like, Oh, this is great. Let me see. And you know, I'm messing around with the regular brightness and sharpness. Cause now I can finally see a picture and I'm trying to get it right. And uh, I, I was playing um, not a regular card. I was playing one of those uh, multi-carts. Yeah. I got a bunch of games on there. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. Let me see what a different game looks like. So I turn it off. I turn it back on. And the, the picture's gone. Uh. I, I just blew my chance. The picture's gone. It's back to the diagonal thing. So long story short, I do this a bunch of times. And I always get this diagonal image right from the get-go. And then after a while... I don't know if it's the TV warming up. I don't know if it's I get the cable in just the right position, but I can get a picture. I can get a clear picture, and I can sit down, and I can play a game. Hmm. So the TV works. It could be an issue with capacitors, yeah, those old TVs. That's you know, true. The, that that uh, chemical that's in there kind of wears out. Yeah. So <clears throat> there were a couple of times where the TV turned itself off as well, which I believe is also a capacitor issue. Yeah, yeah. So it could be that it could be it just needs to warm up. It could be the cable is a little wonky. So it's 50 50. I'm already considering this a big success because I got nothing before. And mm -hmm. now I've had a couple of times where I could sit down and use it. Yeah. So I don't know if warming up is actually working or if it's just random that, you know, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. So I'm getting there. I'm getting there. At least the, the advice Eric gave me about the frequency, I believe, is spot on. I had to get just the right uh, channel, just the right spot. Now it's just a matter of getting a clear picture. Sweet. Mm. So I'm happy. Uh, I'm just going to keep playing around with it and see if uh, I can get it to work. The weird thing is once I got this up and running, I tried um, <laughs> some other systems and stuff, and nothing else goes through. Let me, let me time stamp that one. <laughs> Well, well, what did I say? I don't want to repeat it because I don't want to timestamp myself. <laughs> Happy, I can, I can, uh, what did I say? Yeah, I'm sure I'll hear it. Uh, You'll hear it at the episode. end of the episode. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I will. Uh, <sighs> okay. Oh, yeah. Okay, uh, so the next comment we got from Atalatino Lawyer. Uh, he has a similar hair, facial oh, right, hair management as you. So he uses the uh, hair clippers. So is it hair clippers? Like a, like that you would use to shave your head kind of thing. Clip your I don't know, it's a generic shaver, right? But it has like the, you got like the Don Johnson look the whole time, unshaven. Right, well you, you got any set of clippers you get. It's a, you know... I think what I have is meant for your face. It is? I use it everywhere. Anywhere I have hair, I use this thing. Okay, why are you playing with your window? I have a conversation here. <sighs> Neighbor's cutting his uh, lawn. So, I wasn't sure if that was showing up in the recording. It's pretty loud in here. Didn't hear a thing. Okay, sorry. Heard your window, though. Wow. Nice and loud. Sorry. I tried I to be uh, stealth. Hair, it didn't hair clippers work. Or hair clippers. Okay. But they do make hair clippers for your face, like those razors that, that'll give you the Don Johnson look. Or you can just use, if you're just using hair clippers for your head. Well, I'm, no, I'm not using hair clippers. I don't okay. know what Diego's using. All right. 
Well, he shaves his head. He said he shaves his head every Saturday. Uh, yep. Shaves yep. his head every Saturday. I've never done the full head shave thing. I've gone down as far as the hair clippers will go, and that's enough for me. I don't really want. So you're to. like uh, season one Picard. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Uh, let's see. He f- fully uh, uh, supports the purge. If you're not going to use mm-hmm. it, move it past. Get the ang- anxiety out, which is good. That's what I'll be doing this weekend at the Barry Game Exchange. Getting rid of That's a lot this of stuff. weekend? Yeah, a couple days. Oh, man. A uh, couple def- days. Isn't today Friday? When, when is it? Sunday. This oh, Sunday. Okay. So, okay, today and tomorrow. That's a couple days, right? Two days from I now. suppose. Yeah. Uh, he definitely wants to go to Montreal. Do it. Do it. It's a beautiful town. You'd love it, Diego. And he liked, uh, he agrees with me on Better Call Saul. How it's a successful, an example of a successful prequel series. Someday I will finish Breaking Bad and then maybe I will watch Better Call Saul. It's good times. Uh, Richard, or, um, Duke says it's interesting and funny how Richard is uh, about using unclean utensils and cups, but he sleeps on the ground. I do not sleep on the ground. You do. You sleep on the floor. I sleep on the floor. Yeah. The ground is outside and it is filthy, covered with dirt and grease and chemicals and slime and animal excrement. And you just put a blanket over it and and sleep right on it. The floor of my house is cleaned every day. Naps right on the ground, mm. just like a hobo. <laughs> you know what? I I wasn't sure if I was going to bring this up. I think I have to now. Duke, I watched. Big oh no! Trouble don't do it! Don't do it! No, I don't. In Little China. <laughs> oh no! I rewatched Big Trouble in Little China. First time I've seen it in probably twenty twenty five years. You you poked the bear, Duke. That's all I'm going to say. You poked the bear. I, I'll leave it at that then. I'll just leave it there. <laughs> Good. Big uh, trouble in Little China. We got another comment from Diego. He came back with uh, some ketchup talk. We were talking about putting ketchup on your fries versus making a little pool of fries. Mm-hmm. And it seems like people were split. The wrong way and the correct way. I don't think there is a wrong or, or right way to do it. I think it dep- when, I th- when I was thinking about this, it kind of depends on the fry, right? If it's a crispy, well-done fry, you got to put the ketchup right on the fries. If it's one of them soggy fries, then, yeah, you don't want to put the ketchup on the fries because then the ketchup, you know, it just makes a mess. You're just making a potato ketchup well, your soup. fingers are going to be a mess because you're going to get ketchup all over. Well, you put the use a if fork. You, 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 no fork. Yeah, I don't uh, use my hands. Well, my, yeah, my hands are well, dirty. I do, I do use a fork. Yeah, time. I use that used utensil from the re- in the restaurant, the one that goes through the dishwasher no. and gets all the germs off. That's what I use instead of my greasy fingers that have been flipping through records all day. Why don't you simply wash? You don't wash your hands before you eat. Uh, not normally. No, get the. Oh, well, that's what the utensils are for. Use a fork and knife. And where do your hands go when you're holding a utensil? They hover over the plate over your food. Yeah. So whatever you, whatever dust and dirt you have on your fingers is gonna fall off into your food. It's good for the immune system, man. 
That's why I don't get Man, sick. I'm constantly, the, I'm constantly the, challenging good it. Good for the immune system is okay if you're talking about just natural, you know, dirt and things out in the environment. We have all these chemicals and preservatives and, you know, all the, the dust and mold from records and stuff. That's different. No, it's good. It's good for your immune system. You got to keep that thing working. If you don't... It'll grow weak and tired, and then that's how you get well, a disease. I agree. I agree. You do need to let your immune system do its thing, but right. you don't need uh, mold falling in your food. You got to give it something. Got to give it something to go. It gets enough. It I've gets seen enough from all the people. I've seen around. enough science fiction to know that you got to you got to give it the germs. Mm-hmm. Uh, mold. Then we had Mighty Q Dog again. He uh, wanted to comment about ketchup as well. And Maybe. what does he Makes do? Makes a good point. He, he, he is a dipper. That's he right, says he's a dipper. Uh, ketchup has an overpowering flavor, so it must be carefully controlled. Right. But nacho cheese yeah. sauce, on the other hand, I'll gladly pour whatever on whatever I'm eating. Chips, fruit, whatever. Nacho cheese on fruit? Is he just having fun there? like their nacho cheese. They go wild with that stuff. On fruit? Is that a real thing? I never know if I would do that. On fruit? Like what? Like I a, would, I would try because nacho cheese is just awesome. You just want to, nacho cheese, guacamole, uh, and mayonnaise. I can eat on anything. So you're talking when you're talking nacho cheese, you're talking like that cheese, uh, what is it, con queso sauce or whatever? Yeah, you know, like it's melted, so yeah. there's no there's no shape of cheese to it. It's just liquid cheese or gelatin cheese if you buy the cheap stuff. Yeah. Nah. Or maybe he's talking about that um, that squirt cheese in a can. Oh, cheese whiz in the in the can. Cheese whiz. Oh no, no thanks. Count me out. Chemical stuff. Uh, he also wipes off soda cans, and so does Melissa. I'm typically the one responsible for wiping off both soda cans before we drink them. I have to pay particular attention to wipe the crevice crevasse on the can to get all the crud out. Did I do okay? I think he's happy. Okay. Apparently, Eric wrote that last sentence just to hear me read it on the next Fandangle. Your wish is my command, sir. There you go. You got it. Um, you know what? Cans are dry. There's no moisture on the outside. The germs are dead. You're fine. You don't need to wipe them off. You're good to go. Uh, and what, what leads you to believe that somebody didn't sneeze on the can two minutes before you picked it up? Well, then that would be moisture on the can. But... I don't, okay, if there's a can inside of a machine, right, inside the pop machine, who sneezed on it two minutes beforehand? The guy who just loaded the machine. But I was there, I didn't see no guy there two minutes before I bought the pop. They work fast. I don't don't think so. Time is money. You know how many machines they got to fill in one day? I don't really drink much soda. The only soda I drink is club soda, and that's in a box in my fridge. Nobody's sneezing on it, so I'm good to go. Uh, Derek, DJ. Somebody could have sneezed in it at the factory. Yeah, but by that time, by the time it gets to into the box, through to the store, into my fridge, those germs are all gone. I'm talking about in the can, like like in the actual soda. In the soda? Yeah. Well, then, yeah, that's just for your immune system to figure out. Uh, Derek also wipes the top of his uh, soda cans and Diego says wiping the top of soda cans is crazy and I tend to agree. 
So there you go, Diego. You no, and I, I will have our, our snot-filled cans. Yeah, I agree with that because wiping is not enough. you got to wash the tops <laughs> of those cans. Waste your time. Well, it's, it's, again, germs, one thing, dirt, another. You know, if you got a little bit of dirt and stuff in there. Sure. If I see dirt, off. then sure, yeah, I'll wipe off dirt. But uh, when do you ever see dirt on a, on a soda can? Well, I, if, if you're drinking from a soda can, like it's one thing if you're going to pour it into a cup. Okay. Yeah. I think we went over this. But if you're going to drink out of the can, yeah. your your mouth goes onto the side as well. Yeah. So you're you're not just drinking out of like the top. Yeah. You know, you're you you're rubbing that thing all over. You get yeah. all intimate with that can. Sure, yeah. Yeah. So? <laughs> so <laughs> I don't you want it to be clean? I'd ideally, but uh I I'm sure it's clean enough where it won't if harm. If you're going to put your mouth on a can, you want it to be a clean can. <clears throat> time stamp that one as well this is uh, 20 man we've been talking for a half hour okay let's get going here oh Enough yeah get out of here this is 28 minutes this call okay going. all right make it quick uh my tv is possibly working i also picked up a really cool famicom controller that um it's like a third party one where you can plug it in the side got a nice long cable got uh, turbo for the a and b very ergonomic it's got a curved top it's awesome and then i, I got a top loader for a dollar and it works it does work it does and do you see the advantage of having a top loader over the the what is it the regular the vcr regular style um uh no let like if you're comparing like North American Nintendos, uh, no, that's true. Yeah, the, from Famicom to Top Loader Famicom, it's almost the same. It's the same thing, right? Well, I do miss the the slider on the original Famicom. There's a big slider in the middle to help eject the cartridge. Okay. Whereas with the Top Loader, you just have to you know manhandle it and rip it out like a gorilla. So that feels a little awkward. Um, it does feel a little more compact. And I like that the controllers are detachable. Yeah. Okay. I was so gonna ask that's you about a pro. That. That's a pro compared to the Famicom. Mm. But uh, I'd say the only benefit of it uh, over the the toaster is that it's just smaller. If you know right. if that makes a difference. Right. And you get those dog bone controllers too, right? Which I hear yeah, are mixed uh, mixed things about. They're so so. Yeah. yeah. They they feel a little small. Mm. And I'm not sure if it's the controller or if it's my reaction time or what, but it feels like it's. That's what I've heard. I've heard that it's they're not uh, not as good as the original. Like the design is made to sit in your hands better because of the curved edges. It's not like a block brick. But the uh, yeah, the timing's off on them. Yeah, yeah, I I would be inclined to believe that right now. Um, so yeah, I'd say if for North the North American one, does it have composite out or is it just an RF switch? Just RF. Yeah. See this. Yes. This one has the um, the same cable you get for the Super Nintendo and the 64 and the GameCube. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So this is composite out. Um, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's, I don't think it's worth 80 bucks or 90 bucks, whatever it is to right. get one. Yeah, but you only paid a buck or something, right? <laughs> so. I pay, it was a dollar for that and the controllers because it was crusty. It looked like it had possibly been in a flood. Oh, okay. Because it was the 
when you picked it up, it rattled. Yeah. It was just so much dirt inside mm. that it was almost like sand. Mm. So it, it feels like like a lot of dirt just got washed in there, left to dry, got all crusty. But I just wiped it off, opened it up, cleaned out all the parts, uh, plugged it in, worked straight away. Oh, yeah, that's cool. That's an awesome find. Yeah. So I've, I've been using it. Uh, I'm, I'm trying not to collect anymore. So mm-hmm. this was just a, you know, I saw it and... You know, for a dollar, you don't you don't hesitate. But um, I was messing around with it, and this leads to my next topic here. I, I labeled it "I want to be one of you people," <laughs> and and you people know who you are, because if I ask like one hundred of you, I'm gonna get one hundred yeses. All you people that love the Mega Man games, yes. Like, I'm sitting here playing Mega Man, and I, I just want to rip the eyes out of my head. It's so frustrating. Now, maybe it has to do with the dog bone controller. Maybe it has to do with my terrible reflexes. I find this game so infuriating. So which one are you playing? The first one? The, the original Mega Man. Yeah, that, the Mega Man's a little squishy in that game squishy yeah like he doesn't it's not as precise he doesn't duck no he does not duck and i don't think he, he ducks in duck well he, he slides duck in any of them he, no he slides in the third one the third one they introduce a slide so he can kind of duck in that one but um yeah it's it's not as precise they they definitely locked uh fine-tune the controls in in the second one yeah, I'm I'm hoping it's I really want to like this series. I've never been big on the Mega Man games. The only one I've ever finished was that Mega Man X and mm-hmm. it took me all month. And that was a frustrating experience too, but I'm trying to get into I I I want to see it, but you people, you people who <laughs> you just people. love these games. You people. Well, did you watch? Did you? I'm I'm guessing this is a no. Did you watch that um that new Baywatch movie with The Rock? No, <laughs> no, no. Of course, uh, I didn't watch it either. But I did watch the trailer, and there's actually a funny joke in the trailer, or is um, you know the the Baywatch people they're lifeguards, but they always end up getting into these big. Uh, got to solve ski, a murder you know, or something. They, they got to solve a murder yeah. and everything. So, in in the trailer, there there's a cop yelling at uh, the the lifeguards. Because they're getting involved in police matters, I guess. And he's like, "What do I have to do to tell you people to stay out of this?" And then one of the the lifeguards, the two the lifeguards are the Rock and and so, some other guy who's white, and and the cop is black. And he and the the white lifeguard is like, "You people!" And then the the cop reacts to it, and it, it was funny. But then it got ruined by you know other lines of dialogue. Okay. But for a moment, it was funny. It was funny for a moment. It was. Um, there's my one and a half star review. You can find that on Letterboxd. Give uh, Give Mega Man Two a chance. Give that a shot. I I will. I was I I was playing a little bit today, and I got through like four Robot Masters, and I was on my way to the fifth. And this might be because I was using the multi cart. The the game just reset on me in the middle. So mm. yeah. Yeah, uh, it, it, it was getting there. I remember the furthest I ever got was that big green monster. And then I was like, oh, I got to go back and do all this again. No, in, in two? Is now one? What big green monster? I don't the remember. Big, like the eye? 
or something. Oh, that's supposed to be yellow. Is oh yeah, you are. Yeah, that's right. I forget you're colorblind. <laughs> hey, yeah, or it could just be I haven't played this game in five or six years. Could be, yeah. No, yeah, it's yellow. Um, and that guy's yeah, he's a pain in the ass. You gotta do the pause trick. I think that. I tried that, but it didn't work. That's the only way I can get uh, past them. Yeah, the people who really love Mega Man games and have been playing them since they were a kid really forget how difficult the games are. You know how much right, time I... that they put into them. And to get good at them and how much time they had to put into them to get good right you know because i i was playing these and i know the whole there's like a rock scissors paper thing to it but i don't know who who to start yeah. with. you know so i'm going through and some of these levels are just kicking my butt and i'm just like oh man it's like i'm missing jumps and you know i can't get past this enemy and they're they're swooping down here and then you start to figure it out and you feel good you know i figured it out i got this and then you get this power and then suddenly you can get past enemies that were a real pain it's like no problem yeah you get to the robot master and you know two hits and they're gone with the yeah. right weapons yeah so, you know you, you you get into it but um man it's uh, frustrating yeah if you if you yeah it's, it just takes time it takes time to to before the game starts i don't know i find it a rewarding experience to play a difficult game like that and figure it out and uh the further i get through it i feel like like i'm accomplishing something you know so i get i get something out of it and i really like the the look of it i like the sounds i like everything so but i could see i could definitely see how it's not like if you don't want to put the time in i, I get it you know well, look at you you just covered yourself so well by putting all those compliments out there up front before you put anything negative <clears throat> Let's see you do the same thing with God of War. Fuck that. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's a stupid game. I got huge problems with that. You want me to get into that now? A dumb God yeah, of War? So, All right. so bad about God of War. It's okay. Perfect score of a game. Yeah. What is with that? Okay. So let me... Uh, so I've heard... I generally stay away from the reviews and everything. I stay away from all, all the hype and that. I just... I don't want to know anything about a game. If I hear that there's some good things about it... I might check out a trailer or something like that, but for the most part, I just stay away and I wait until I can get the game uh, as cheap as I possibly can uh, to to play it. And that way, you know, if uh, if I don't like the game, I didn't spend too much money on it, and I'm okay. Um, but and then if I if I do like the game, then hey, this game only cost me ten bucks, and I'm I'm really digging it. So I I got this game through some trades and that and. Um, I start I start playing it and after about an hour into this game I am frustrated with the camera I am bored with the the gameplay and I just don't care about the, the two characters in this game or the story or the direction or anything there's just nothing that I find appealing about this game other than the graphics it looks it looks nice and so I tweeted out hey um is it just the hype? Is there just hype for this game or is this game legit? Is there some good stuff in here? And the reaction I got was, no, keep playing. There's some good stuff. Keep going. So I'm like, okay, I'll give it a little more time. So I think I said I'll give it an hour, but I actually gave it uh, a few more hours. I gave it about three three or four more hours or something like that. I don't know. It felt like three or four more hours. I got to the point where um, I saw, like, before I, I played it again, I, I watched a little bit um like a review on the game and that, and I saw that there was a skill tree 
and um, you know you can add um, uh, armor and you can upgrade your weapons and all that. And that's really my favorite part of the tomb, the newer Tomb Raider games. Um, you know, like how you can upgrade uh, uh, Laura Croft's bow and uh, make her like she she'll get better skills in that. And I really enjoy that. And I find that like a really that's like a carrot in one of those games that that keeps me going. So I thought, okay, at least at the very least, I'll get to this part where the skill tree opens up and I can add more things to Kratos and maybe this will, you know, this will be the thing that will motivate me to keep playing. So I keep playing all the way through. I get to that point and I'm looking at the skill tree and the game's trying to tell me like where to put my points and all this. And I'm just, it's just not sinking in. It's just not penetrating my skull. I'm just, you know what? I'm done with this game. I, I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get the appeal of this at all. So then I started looking, I, I'm like, do I really want to keep playing? So I started looking up like more reviews in that. And there were like, there are a lot of 10 out of 10s for this game. Like just a ridiculous amount of 10 out of 10s. And I looked at positive reviews. I looked at negative reviews. I got the gist of what happens in the rest of this game. And I'm like, this this is, this is re- like, there is no way that this game that got the accolades that it gets deserves the accolades that it gets because it has taken um, stuff from previous games and stuff from other games that worked well in other games. And it kind of just all meshed it together into this thing, into this game. And they don't work together well. And to me, it is a ba- it's a bad experience. It's something that's bad. So to me, it's a bad game. Now, granted, I've only played three or four hours. But if you're going to sit and force me to play... You know, I, I got it. I it, it where, where it comes to the point where everything makes sense in 10 to 15 hours. Well, that's not a very good game. You know, like you got to give me some sort of carrot or something to get me to continue on playing at the beginning of the game. So, anyways, let me get to my my main issue with it is how they stuck this camera behind Kratos the whole time. Every time you're running around with Kratos, um, the camera is like right behind, kind of like Resident Evil 4. You know, that perspective, or maybe one of the God of War games or something like that. And it makes sense in those games because... One of the God of War games? Or Gears of War. Sorry, Gears of War. Oh, okay. I do that all the time. <laughs> Gears of War where you're, shoot, where you're a shooter. Or you're, you're right. playing a shooter. It makes sense in those games, in a shooter, because the enemies are far away from you, right? There's like usually some range or whatever. Sometimes there's melee guys or whatever, but for the most part... Mostly it's projectile weapons. Right. So they're over there, you're over here, and you and you kind of need to see what's happening in front of you, and the camera's back, and you can kind of see where the... You know, you can turn around and see where the enemies are coming from. But in a hack and slash game, the enemies are coming right up to you. They come like... They need to get up to you. They need to get right beside you and start hacking away at you, Right. And with this camera, the way it's stuck behind Kratos, you can't see what's happening behind you. You can't see what's going on. So you have to like swing, like if you're facing this way, you have to swing Kratos around to see what's happening behind you. Now they've done a couple of things to compensate for this this camera angle. One is that there are these like arrows that appear on Kratos. If it's red, it's going to be a melee attack. Someone's coming in on melee attack behind you. If it's another color, I think yellow, it's a ranged attack that's coming in. And there's also, if you if you press down on the D-pad, Kratos will spin around really fast. Like it's almost like an automatic turnaround. I think they had that in Resident Evil 4 as well. 
So these are fine. These are fine ways to get around this camera angle, but none of them are work better than just let, detaching the camera from Kratos's back, letting you have complete control of it and zooming the camera out and letting you look around and seeing what's happening to Kratos. Kind of like how, you know, in tons of other uh, hack and slash games like Bayonetta, for instance. I mean, the camera works perfectly in Bayonetta. You can see what's happening around you. The character's in the middle of the screen. So that's my main... So, it. Sorry. Yeah. Does it sound like uh, they came up with this cool idea of putting arrows on him and thought, well, that sounds really cool. Let's try that out. This is a really cool gimmick. We have to find a way to force it into the game, yes. whether it uh, is the best solution or not. Well, what I believe is that they looked at The Last of Us and they said The Last of Us got you know so many good like so many accolades sold very well won uh, probably game of the year or whatever and uh, they wanted to just, to just re replicate that they wanted to make another last of us and you know the couple uh the last god award didn't really sell that well the ascension game you know it didn't get didn't review very well and i think that the thinking was at the sony think tank was that you know we got to we got to put we got to bring Kratos into the new era of gaming and he's an established character and we could just do put what worked well in the last of us and wedge it into this hack and slash game and you know uh, the other thing with the other element is not only just that that camera angle but also the feel and tone of uh the last of us you know it's a, it's you know it's a somber game so that kind of uh aesthetic is is put into it like so the 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 story of the game is basically kratos's wife dies he's he's now uh it's just him and his son and his wife's dying wish is for him to take his wife's ashes and bring him to the toppest point in the area something on top of some hill or something like that and i'm just thinking like what is what is how is this a premise for a game how is this any fun you know, I want to play the game where the guy has to take his wife's ashes and put it on top of a hill. Like, well, how did we go from, you know, I, I'm a I'm a guy who's pissed off at the gods and I'm going to take out my vengeance on the gods in the first one to this. Because what we're doing now is we're making well-rounded characters, Kevin. These are uh, not the barbarians of the past that were just out for simple revenge. These are... Uh, thoughtful characters that, that are complex, have deep emotions. Well-rounded, thoughtful characters are really fun to watch in a movie. They are boring to play as in a video game. I'm oh. sorry. And even at that, it's not that deep. Kratos is still just this angry guy. And now he's, I don't know, he's dealing with his anger. And it's just, it's just boring. I just don't care. I don't care about Kratos. I don't care about this kid. I don't care what happens to either of them. I don't really care if they make it to the top of the mountain. If the gameplay was better, if if it wasn't so, it's not only the camera angle, but you know they give Kratos. He doesn't have his uh, blades of chaos at the beginning of this game. You get them later on, but at the beginning you have this axe, and it's it works a lot like Thor's hammer. And there's no, I didn't feel as if there was any weight to this axe. It felt very much like uh, like Skyrim kind of melee. Where, you know, you swing the axe in the air 
and it gives you the same animation as if you swing the axe at a, like at a character and you hit a character and it just kind of goes through him it i didn't feel like as if there was any sort of you know like you didn't like in the older games when you when you threw the the chains of chaos you know there was like that the the chains would go out and then they would snap back and you got that real feel you know like that uh, you were actually you know throwing like a yo-yo out of this character's hands and bringing them back bringing them back i didn't feel like that at all with this this stupid axe and you know it's really just it's really just a watered down experience you know that's fine if you want to take the character and you want to make it all deeper and all that and you want to put all that stuff in there but really they sacrificed so much gameplay they, they really sacrificed um what made god of war a special game a game you know and, and for this attempt to let's just make a, a, a game of the year thing let's just make it you know let's just make the the uh, let's just put out there like this art house game. I don't know. I don't even know if I'm explaining it right, but I explained it better in the car drive on the way home <laughs> last night than I am right now. But uh, I don't know. It just doesn't. Uh, I I just wasn't feeling it. wasn't feeling it at all. And it really, it really puzzled me how this game got so many uh, perfect scores from all these big you know, websites and that. Because I don't feel as if it deserves... A, like, a game with that has a really slow start, that should be a knock off of it, right? That should be like, you know, well, i got to take a little half a point off because the game really takes its time before it really starts revealing what it is. Uh, yeah, well, if there's nothing to latch on to from the beginning, I can see if the, the game leads you in a direction you didn't think you were going in or, uh, you know, it, it you know starts to change direction in some way but i don't know if it's not fun screw it <laughs> yeah and I, I just i so i went and i saw some like some other reviews from non-big websites and, I, and they seem to to me they seem to be more in line with with my thinking um but anyways i was ta- i was talking about it on twitter and julian sent me this uh um article from polygon and uh in this article they were talking about how they made this choice to stick this camera angle on Kratos with the idea that um, this camera angle where you're t- where you're behind Kratos and you're with Kratos the wait, whole wait, time. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, I'm just getting my thought ready. I think I know what the reasoning is going to be. Okay, go ahead. Is that it is supposed to give you, have you have more of an attachment to Kratos because you're seeing the game through his eyes from beginning to end. Point Vox. Okay. <laughs> Told you, it's all about the uh, tricking you into thinking, tricking you into emotion. Right. You know, yeah. trying to create an attachment where there is none. I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's something more to it. I haven't played it. But uh, I think the justification there is because uh, the old games, those were just silly beat-em-ups and you just run around and hit things. Yeah. Here we have a strong character and you're attached to the character and you're aware of the environment and and you're going to experience the the situations as he does because in a normal fight you wouldn't be able to see behind you. You wouldn't know what's coming if you're focused on what's ahead of you. Blah 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 blah. I'm just here to play a game. Hundred percent. Yep. And that's exactly that's you explained it better than I could without even playing the game. <laughs> but that's exactly how I felt while I'm playing this. I'm just like this is not fun. It's just there's 
So I'm reading I'm reading this this article, and towards the end uh, of the article, the this is the director or one of the head guys that uh, decided to go in this direction for this game apparently, and uh, he all I guess the developers people working for him were complaining about this camera angle, saying this the like this doesn't make sense. This isn't this is, doesn't really work for this hack and slash game, but apparently forty percent of them came to him once the game was done and they played the finished product and they admitted that this is an excellent direction and this is the way the game should go. And I believe everything that guy says right up until 40% of the people came up to him and said that this was a, a good idea. And even if that is true, 60% of them still think he's a friggin' wacko for putting on the, for putting the game in this, this, at this angle. And I guarantee you, this probably wasn't his decision. This was Sony's decision. Sony just wanted another Last of Us to come out this year because really, if you think about it, I don't know. I'm probably going to be corrected, but is there really another big game out there for Sony? Uh, probably, like there's Spider-Man coming out later in the year. Is there anything else? And Spider-Man's going to be goofy fun, right? You can't really make Spider-Man morbid without really turning off the fan base there. So because Spider-Man's going to be goofy fun. That's not going to win game of the year. You got to you got to have like whatever wins game of the year has to have a serious tone. It's got to have a serious message. It's got And you know what if that's where games are going, count me out. I'm done. I I will stick to the fun, you know, just <clears throat> balls to the wall fun, you know? Give me the wacky, give me the 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 zany. That's that speaks way more to me than this morbid stuff. Yeah. <sighs> People uh, think they need a message for their entertainment. And, you know, there is, like, there are serious, like, games with a serious tone, a serious message, something to say that I played in the past that I've really enjoyed. Like, Papa and Yo. That game did, it, it just did it right, you know? It had this thing about uh, alcoholism and, uh, you know, parenting and uh, dealing with father issues but it did it in a way where it revealed things slowly and it was you know like it 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 gave you it was like an onion you know and you peeled away the layers slowly as you went through it but it did it while you were playing these really fun and interesting puzzles you weren't playing these like that's the other thing with god of war like the lamest puzzles like just the standard generic turn this dial throw this thing to to freeze things in 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 a spot, continue to throw turn the dial, throw the thing again to freeze another thing in spot. It's just nothing to it. It's like all stuff I've done before, you know. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. See, like it, to me, like for a game to actually earn a ten out of ten, it actually has to take gaming into a next to the next level kind of thing. Give me something more. Show me how you made a hack and slash game better. And this game doesn't do any of that. It doesn't take the God of War series into a better direction. It doesn't take hack and slash gameplay into a better direction. It sticks you into this stupid camera angle so they can have something to say. And I use that with quotes, something to say when really it has nothing to say. And it just, it's watered down gameplay for people who don't normally play video games. And don't want to deal with learning combos and whatever. And just want to press one button. Go up to enemies, press one button, and be done. And see the next cutscene. 
That's God of War. So you're not going to continue? No, I'm done. I I already got, I already got a price tag on it. It's going to be on my table <laughs> in a in a day you, or two. Do you want to know if he spreads the ashes? Don't care. Mm-hmm. Don't care. Because I just watched the ending while you were talking. Yeah, I don't care. I really okay. don't. It doesn't. You know. Hey, you know what looks fun? What? There's a new game out. Uh, I saw it on Steam. It's actually on sale right now. Called Not Tonight. Never heard of it. It is, I don't believe it's made by the same people, but it is inspired by Papers, Please. Oh. Uh, you play as a bouncer outside nightclubs. Oh, nice. And you have to get people's IDs and see if you're allowed to let them into the club or not. Oh, nice. And so, yeah, it's got the point-and-click style, you know, the old pixelated graphics and everything. So I imagine there's similar... Um, outcomes where you let the wrong person in maybe something happens in the club maybe people start a fight or you know a minor gets in trouble things like that so take a look for for that not tonight yeah there's another game paper please that really deals with you know sort of it's kind of in a goofy way but still deals with like you know border security letting people in letting immigrants in all these serious issues and topics of the day you know in a in a fun way it's fun but kevin that's just silly fun I gotta win game of the year. Oh, that's right. Gotta put something out there for game of the year. All these the graphics are terrible. <laughs> oh man, just shows you. I really, I, I guarantee you, God of War will be up there, and I just, I won't care. I won't care about what wins game of the year or not. I mean, look at the, like, not even Breath of the Wild got these accolades that is like the perfect tens out of tens that this game did. Not even. Um, uh, What's the other? Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn didn't get the number of tens out of tens this game did. I, I just don't see it. Don't get it at all. Well, they probably didn't put the amount of money into the uh, yeah to the payola payola marketing. Had had to be man. Had to be. Uh, there's always something going on. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What else do we want to talk about? Um, I don't have much left. Um, I found an interesting tidbit today. Uh, Batman is from New Jersey. That's legit. Apparently, apparently in the in the uh, DC lore, they they put Gotham City in New Jersey. Huh. I never knew that, but from this day forth, I will forever wave that flag into people's faces. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, so Superman is where's Metropolis? Is that New York? Um. No, um, I, I guess, well, everyone thinks of Metropolis as being New York and everyone thinks as Gotham as being New York, right? Okay. It's just like... I, th- I always thought of Gotham big. as like uh, Chicago, you know, because there was uh, but, thugs. But it's and... a coastal. Is there? Well, there's Lake Michigan. Well, it... That's a coast. Eh, it's not big enough. All right. You're going to have any billionaires building uh, train tracks and okay. stuff Okay. Um, apparently in the DC comics in the past, they have put out some sort of geography. They put out a map of where things are and, uh, Gotham is in Jersey and Metropolis might even be in Delaware, not New York at all. Cause I think they referenced New York mm. in the comics. So there, there is the New York city. Hmm. But, uh, there you go. Wow. Cool. You I guys never, can have your your Wolverine. He can be from Canada all you like. Yeah. And, uh, Batman's from Jersey. Northern Quebec. It's cool. I, I'd rather have. I don't know. Would I rather have Wolverine or Batman? Mm, mm. I do like Batman Batman's, more. 
I've read more Batman comics than Wolverine comics for sure. But maybe if you live out in the the Canadian wilderness, you would want somebody more like Wolverine than Batman. Yeah, because there's a lot. If you're in the city, yeah, yeah, you you want Batman. That's true. Location will cut down that grizzly bear, and you know, Batman will reach for his bat bear repellent pellets in his utility (laughs) belt. Depends on which Batman. Okay, so why did you put in here? Kevin is a loyal Marvel sheep. Do you believe well, you that? Well, you told me you you went to you lined up day one. Oh, not day one. <laughs> no, not day one. You were there with your faded Captain America T-shirt and uh, was just I chanting out all your slogans? Was I wearing my Captain America shirt? I don't remember. I don't remember do what shirt. One? I do have a Captain America shirt. Yeah. Hey, it's not faded wear your though. Uniform proudly. Pre-faded. Well, yes, I did see. Uh, I finally saw uh, the Avengers movie. What the what the heck's it called? Infinity War. War. Infinity War. Yeah. So while I didn't go to the theater, I couldn't make it to the theater. I was too busy uh, while it was um, in the theater. So you know, Marvel, you gotta you gotta fit my time schedule. I can't be fitting your timeline all the time. You know. So I saw that it was coming out on digital and i thought well maybe there's some good uh files out there now some nice clean copies <laughs> on the uh couldn't even just uh go to a reputable source nope went to the dark web I, look i'm gonna buy the blu-ray when it comes out in 4k so they're gonna get my money so everyone can just relax and i needed to see this movie in order to go see ant-man and the wasp but i needed to see oh, this so that first. was that was the main attraction right exactly okay uh, even though I I watched uh, Infinity War and I thoroughly enjoyed it, uh, if that it's like the hype says, you know, if all these movies that you've been watching uh, finally come, everything's come home to roost, everything's coming together, they can have a movie with twenty different lead characters in it, but you you get a sense of who everyone is already from watching all these movies in the past. So it's the first time I've seen so many characters work together well in one movie. I don't believe I would have enjoyed it as much as I did if I didn't, you know, just over the past year, have I've been re-watching all the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies, so everything's kind of fresh in my mind, so that definitely helped with um, uh, with this film, but I thought uh, the, the Thanos character that they've been building up to worked, and uh, yeah, he's a big, badass dude, Um you know, they make a big deal about uh, the things that happen in this movie and who isn't going to, who doesn't make it to the end of the film and who does and blah, blah, But really, I don't know. It's just a, a fun ride for me. I enjoyed I've it. I've not seen it, of course, uh, but I've already seen lots of articles saying, here's how they can undo the deaths in in, in uh, the Avengers it's, 4. It'd be, yeah, it's going to be very easy. I mean, there's no... So it's like, it, it, this is my big problem with comic book deaths. It, they, they never last. There's no impact <clears throat> because it's never a, a final thing. Yeah. They've killed off characters so many times in comic books and only to bring them back a couple of years later. Yeah. And it's like, death means nothing it's, in, it's... in comic books or comic book movies. Yeah. Pretty much, <laughs> it's fair criticism. Yeah, that's what it's going to be, though. That's these things are based and derived from the comic books, and they're delivering comic book stories. But they do it well. They do it fun. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not so much that characters have passed away. It's how are they going to bring them back? 
That's the interesting part. Yeah. It's the whole Columbo argument again. You know, Columbo right at the beginning of the show would show you exactly ha- what happened, how the guy was killed, who killed him. None of that matters. What matters is how Columbo is going to catch you. And that's that's what I think. The, the Avengers who are still standing, how are they going to reverse what had just happened? And that's the interesting part. And it's fun. And okay. I'm invested in all the characters and I'm really enjoying it. So, yes. Okay. I'm I'm somewhat interested in seeing this because I read somewhere that Howard the Duck appears in the movie. Like I don't remember him in this one. No? No. He was he, in the Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy movies at the end, right? Yeah. Um I don't know. I thought I read something that he appeared in uh in this movie. I might have missed it. He he might be there. I might have missed it or or forgotten. One of the two. Uh. Yeah. you're gonna I be I, li- I like howard the duck yeah you're gonna be disappointed though like i mean there it's only like in the guardians of the galaxy it's only like a couple lines or something you know just to oh, yeah, say yeah, like, I know oh it's just like a cameo ending yeah. thing yeah yeah so, doesn't he doesn't yeah, play a big I, i'm part. not expecting no and and when i say howard the duck i of course mean the the 1980s howard the duck movie right yeah well it's, so that that's my, my whole premise i've never read the howard the duck comics but you know it's um, as close as you're gonna get Anyways, my the reason why I wanted to watch this movie so bad and see it now, I normally I would just wait for the Blu-ray, but I wanted to see Ant-Man and the Wasp in the theater before it uh, before it went away. And we had some time last weekend, finally, to go see a movie. So I took Sarah to go see Ant-Man and the Wasp, and I really enjoyed that well, as well. Um, it's not as self-contained as the first film where you can watch it without watching the other Marvel films. I think you will benefit greatly from watching the other Marvel ones before you dive into this one. But um, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. It's not as not as good as the first one. The first one was just a, a fun uh, heist movie, where this one definitely feels more like part of the Marvel thing. You know, it's definitely a Marvel movie. You know? So yeah, they they put out uh, Ant Man. It's like okay, let's see if this works. All right, we got a hit. Get yourself in line with the rest of the Marvel movies. Pretty much, yeah. And uh, but it's still it's still a fun movie. Still, uh, um, I don't know. I had I had fun watching it. I was I was happy when I uh, had left the theater, and when we stayed for the so there's the after first credit sequence. Everybody stayed for that, right? Like, you know how the credits start? And then there's like... Right, uh, and then halfway through, they They stop do that. Yeah, after video. like about a minute, you know? And then they'll come back and do... That was the first time I, I've experienced the air coming out of a room like that from, from a movie. Like, there was just a, a gasp from everybody in the film. Like, everybody was just like, <gasps> What is happening? Oh, my goodness. I can't believe this is happening. It was it was quite an experience, and I almost felt like, oh man, this is why pro- this is why people go see movies with other people, just to get like get a little something of that. I kind of I kind of get it now, even though the guy beside me throughout the entire film kept fiddling with candy packets for for, for the entire movie. It drove me nuts. I sat right in the back, you know, because I don't want anyone kicking in the back of my chair. And it seemed like as if everyone else had the exact same idea because there was only about like the movie had been out for a while and there was only about 20 of us in the theater and everyone was sitting in the back three rows. And this guy beside me just kept like 
he ate his popcorn at the beginning, but then there was like candy, and he just kept fiddling with this candy all the time. And I had to, I had to zone it out. I had to not think about the candy wrapper because I was ready to turn around and punch this guy, even though he's he was much bigger than me, and I would have lost that fight. <laughs> but I had to like not think about the candy wrapper and just focus on the film, focus on the movie. But they brought everybody back from the first film. Uh, some of the characters are kind of wedged in there a little bit because they're probably. They didn't have too much to do in this movie, but they probably would have some. We'll have something uh, later on, but you know, Paul Rudd does his thing, um, and uh, you know, really, uh, the, the, how they put these, um, the, like how they make the older, the old people in this movie look, you know, like they did in the '80s. You know, look 30, 40 years younger, like Michael, like Michael Keaton, Michael Keaton, Michael Douglas, no. Yeah, Michael Douglas. Yeah, he looks like you know straight out of Wall Street. Michelle Pfeiffer. She looks like you know in the uh, Witches of Eastwick. Like it's it's really crazy what they do with the, with that computer animation now. Um, but uh, was there the? I'm trying to remember who the heck the villain was in this movie. I can't even remember. How sad is that? Well, villains nowadays don't seem to have a lot of uh, charm to them. Yeah. That's pretty bad. I can't remember who the villain is. I had the, like I said, I think um, when I oh. talked about this, I had watched Ant-Man and Deadpool, and the villains seemed like identical. Um, yeah, no, it was uh, Walter Goggins is in this movie. He's he's in Justified, and uh, yeah, he's uh, uh, he's great. He he just does that 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 character, and it's just it's like this slimy greaseball character that's kind of halfway between. Uh, a self-parody and a serious uh, uh, villain. It's just he knows how to play that that fine line really well. Mm. He was good. I don't know. I really enjoyed the movie. I liked it. I, I'm going to see it again when it uh, comes out on Blu-ray. So that's it. Marvel fanboy, right here. There you go. Yeah. Enjoy. All right. Enjoy. Got anything else? What's wheels and things? Did we talk about that? Uh, no, it was a quick thing. It's just a, a YouTube channel I was watching. It's a guy who uh, takes old uh, vintage Hot Wheels cars that are all banged up and chipped and everything, and he just uh, uh, disassembles them, strips them clean, uh, repaints them. They don't look nice. It's just been a great uh, background video to watch. It's basically you watch one, you've seen them all. Yeah. He does. They look identical, but it's impressive to see him restore them. It's nice. So even like... Does he have like wheels, like new wheels? Those are always. Yeah. Yep. Puts on new wheels. He'll take it. So like chipped and flaking paint. So he sprays this stuff on, gets rid of all the paint. So it's just the chassis. Uh, A lot of times he cuts away the wheels, puts on new ones, repaints them, cleans up the windows so they they're nice and clear, shine nicely. Yeah, because those would get scratched up. eh? They would always always be plastic. Yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. (laughs) And in other toy news, uh, do you remember those muscle? Muscle Toys, men? the yeah. muscle men, yeah. Um, apparently, the, some company uh, has the rights to the muscle men thing, and they are making muscle men figures based on other licensed properties. For example, there is, uh, I think they call it Motussle, <laughs> M-O-T. U-S-C-L-E, so they're taking M-O-T-U, Masters of the Universe. Oh, really? And muscle. Yeah. 
So there are like He-Man and Skeletor and Orko and Man-at-Arms little muscle guys. And they're the and are I they thought, the flesh colored? Yeah, there yeah. there's no paint on, they're just that regular flesh tone. <laughs> um super expensive from what I can see. Oh, of like, course. Yeah, of of course. Uh like a pack of like three or four characters will run you like six bucks. And you know, they're two inches tall. So to get the entire set, which it looks like they got the big box. Uh, and, you know, they got so many, like all those Masters of the Universe characters, Manny Faces, He-Man, um, uh, Mechanek, and hmm. Ram Man, and all them. But to have them as little muscle guys, that seems so cool. That is cool. And I saw, I think they did like Aliens and, and maybe some other movies and stuff. So hmm. very cool. If I saw them, I would be tempted. But uh, it just seems a little pricey. And then <laughs> it's it's just that whole, you got to collect them all. Go yeah. Get them all. I'm trying to get rid of stuff. I'm trying to get stuff out of here. I don't want to yeah. bring more stuff in. But I, that was cool. I'm surprised I haven't seen that earlier. Yeah. Anyway. Right. Yeah. That's it. I'm good. We've been going for a while. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Really, nothing else. I guess we can just wrap it up. Animation episode next. Uh, next film dangle. So if you want to watch along with us, get yourself a copy of Iron Giant, Titan AE, and Beavis and Butthead the movie. Can we just ask everybody one more time? Are you sure about this Titan AE? We've I've... not seen it. But, yeah, but I have seen some reviews. I've heard mixed things about it. I've actually had yeah. someone come up to me and say, "Why Titan AE?" And I'm, I don't know. That's what people said. They <laughs> they want us to, and they're like, "I've seen it. It's not that good." I, I I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I haven't I haven't watched it myself yet, so I don't know. We could swap out another movie in there if you feel there's something I, better. I have something I would like you to watch. Okay. Um, I don't know. Are, are we taking other suggestions? Or are we just going to give it? Suggest away. Let's hear it. Well, I remember once bringing up uh, gargoyles, and you just kind of like rolled your eyes and <sighs> sucked your teeth at it. <laughs> and basically, what I, I was going to suggest a while back, it kind of fits into this, is for you to watch the first five episode story arc. Of gargoyles uh, and just yeah, you can find them on YouTube. I think it's all up there. Okay, uh, but basically the five first five episodes, and I, all I was going to ask of you is, do you see something there? You know, can you see why people latched onto this show? Okay, uh, I wasn't expecting you to love it or you know watch any more of it. I just wanted to see if you could you know get a taste of it and see, like, ah, yeah, there's something there. One of one of my friends in college was a huge fan of that show. He watched it all yep, the time. Yep. He loved you it. Told me this story before. Okay, yeah. I did. All right. Yeah. All right. You uh just meh. <sighs> I don't know. It just I tried he he did uh I did sit down and watch uh, an episodes or whatever. It seemed okay, but it didn't seem like it wasn't like Batman to me. Like Batman to me was like a show that the okay, animated series. I'll give you this, and and this is fair. Batman the Animated Series is probably the number one. You know, if you take, like, an animated show that kids could watch, that adults could watch, that had smart writing, good characters, well-told stories. Yeah. I think Batman the Animated Series has a rightful spot at number one. You go down from there, and, like, I've not seen all of the other 
Warner Brothers cartoons, like the Justice League and all that. So there's other things that I don't know if they're any good. But I think then you get into the area of like uh, X Men. Maybe that that's kind of uh, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, was... kind of a, the the upper uh, the the upper scale there. Yeah. But I I I'd say Gargoyles fits in pretty close. It's up there. All right. It's up there. It it, it could be a solid uh, two or three. So. So are you asking people if we should switch Titan AE for five episodes of Gargoyles? I think I I would like you to watch it. I don't know. Maybe Titan AE is okay. I don't know. Not everybody loves Police Academy. (laughs) I'd happily sit down and watch that again. Me too. And Smokey and the Bandit. That'd be good. That's a good one-two punch right there. <laughs> I was tempted. I saw Police Academy on DVD uh, just the other day in the store, and I was like, you know what? Maybe I should get that because it's it, chances are, if I try to buy it, I'm gonna have to buy the whole series. Mm-hmm. So just getting like the the one out, maybe that'd be worth it. I remember. Well, the first three were were worth it, wouldn't you say? Uh, I'd say the first two. First two. Three three is where it slips. Four yeah, yeah. is oh yeah, three is the off. the skidoo one, the sea one, right? Or they're, they're... Yeah. yeah, 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 okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. First two, yeah, for sure. One is solid. Yeah. Two is not as good, but it's, it's all right. Yeah, yeah, still fun. And then four, Whew, man, <laughs> they drop. Yeah, falls off this the cliff. Is skateboarding. <laughs> is that your David Spade impression? Uh should be there you go there you go all right follow retro fandango on twitter we're at retro underscore fandango uh you might see something posted there sometimes so you don't want to miss it you don't want to miss those things god forbid uh itunes ratings give us some ratings on itunes or anything that you listen to the show on if you listen to it on stitcher or podbean Give us a Podbean rating. You can do that, you know. I've done it. I've done it for other people. It helps other people discover the show. When people type in, you know, uh, boob tube fixes, mm. the more reviews we have, the more likely our show will pop up when they search that. Mm. Uh, go over to the forums, cartridgeclub.org. There will be a section just for this episode where you can talk about everything that we talked about in this episode. You can talk about... Titan AE and gargoyles and fixing TVs and how much you love God of War and how wrong I am about God of War. I'll probably ignore it all because I think I'm done, but uh, you can type about it. You can write about it. Write about the Marvel movies and we can share on our, our love for Marvel movies. Write about how much you hate Mega Man. Yeah. Oh yeah, you should get some hate for that. Yeah, I could see that. I totally could see that. I get that with Mega Man. It's not well, for I'm everybody. I'm not saying I hate it. It's just I'm not, I'm not even saying it's it's not for me. I'm saying it's so frustrating. <laughs> well, yeah, you, but don't you find it like I don't know? I find it a rewarding frustration. There's like I a little bit. There there's a little bit of reward. Again, I'm mostly going off of this first game. There's a little bit of reward, but then there's also oh wow, that was like just way too easy. You know, mm, once you yeah. get the right weapon. Yep finally get there and then i was like okay i'm ready for a, a balanced fight you know a good challenge oh, two hits it's yep. done yeah yeah did i even need it's just going through all the the platforming just to 
tap the button twice. Yeah, a lot of, but if you think about it, a lot of retro games are kind of like that. The challenge is to get to the boss, not necessarily fight the boss itself. Mm, yeah, but the challenge is what's so frustrating. That <laughs> platforming. Right. Who designed these levels? You get to the end of a level, and then there's like three blocks staggered over open air mm -hmm. and then you jump over to a ladder yep like, gotta do it what is that come on get your thumbs working man uh. get it done let me tell you it's a lot more fun than just pressing the r1 button on your ps4 controller and watching the axe flail in front of kratos i i'd much rather jump onto platforms all right let's wrap this thing up Plane crash. Done. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye.